Praise God. Let's do that unto the Lord. Can we do that with everything we have? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now that you're clapping your hands, would you lift your voice and begin to praise the Lord? While you're clapping your hands, open your voice and praise the Lord. I feel the angelic in here. You can be healed of any disease right where you are. I said you can be healed of any disease right where you are. I command in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command every sickness and disease to die in this room right now. Come on, lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord right now. I take authority over every sickness and disease. I command every disease to die right now in the name of Jesus. I command every body that God created in this room to function correctly in the name of Jesus. Command the pain to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe the Lord's done it, I want you to clap your hands one more time. Praise the Lord. And I want to say tonight what a wonderful honor it has been to be here at the Anchor Church and churches this week. And uh, I have been just so uh, honored and so blessed. And I want to say thank you tonight um, for all the meals that you provided and the wonderful room that you provided and uh, all the wonderful hospitality. And I give honor today to your wonderful pastor, the bishop of this house. I thank the Lord for him and his family. Are you glad about the man of God tonight? Praise the Lord. And uh, I just want to say how blessed this church is. How blessed this church is to have the ministry that you have in this church. And I'm not talking about just the pastor. I'm talking about the staff. I'm talking about all the ministries that are operating in this church. And you ought to thank the Lord because they operate with excellence. I think we ought to thank the Lord for them. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise the Lord for that. And I was privileged to be at a few of the daughter works this week and somebody somebody was asking me where was I at I said I've been to see I've been to so many C's I don't even know where the D's are praise the Lord Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean uh, so I I have been blessed we might catch the D's the next time I have no idea but uh, praise God and we love you and we love this church can you stand just a little preaching? Praise the Lord. I don't intend to be long here tonight, but I do endeavor to obey the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Numbers chapter number 13 and verse number 25. And... Um, 
we'll go through verse 33. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Such a powerful presence of God in here. When you have it, say amen. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whether you sent us us and surely it flowed with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea. Somebody said they're surrounded. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let's go up at once. Because every once in a while, you need somebody in your court and in your camp that says, I don't care what the opposition looks like. I don't care what the medical report said. I don't care what the bank is saying. We are well able to overcome it. Praise the Lord. But the men that went up with him said, we're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, it's a land that eats up the inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak. See, I'm going to tell you all something. Caleb and Joshua must have not saw no giants. Either that or they were so enamored with the presence of God and the promise of God that they ran right past the giants. Y'all ain't hearing me. They must have been so wrapped up in the promise of God that it didn't matter. They didn't even stop to analyze how tall they were. Some of you are going to have to get so wrapped up in what God said that you, you stop analyzing all the other surrounding elements. Whew. My God. We saw the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sights as grasshoppers. That's what the ten idiots said. Forgive me, Texas is rubbing off on me. That's what the other ten idiots said. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were 
in their sight. And the church said, Amen. Tonight, for just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you from this subject, startled by strange sights. Startled by strange sights. Would you lift your hands and ask the Lord to help us? Father, I thank you for the power that comes from preaching. Now, Lord, I need your strength. Now, Lord, I need you to help me articulate what you want me to say in this house. By the authority of the Word of God, I take authority now over every spirit, whether it be human or otherwise. And I loose revelation and understanding in this house right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose strength upon this people to receive and to retain what you want them to see, hear, and retain in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I loose the miraculous power of God in this house. And I, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you take over this service anytime you get ready. In the name of Jesus. And if you believe the Lord's going to do it, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord all the praise that you can. Open your mouth and give the Lord all the praise you can. Come on, let's worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. You ought to praise him in anticipation of what's getting ready to take place. Some of you ain't praising him yet, but I'm just telling you right now, you might as well praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just look at your neighbor before you're seated and say, don't mess with me tonight. Don't mess with me. Don't try to get in my way because I have come to get something from God. Well, praise the Lord. And if you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. I believe tonight, emphatically, without reservation, without any hesitation, I believe tonight that we are living in the last days. I don't believe we're almost in the last days. I believe we're in the last days right now. Well, I got three or four of you to believe that, huh? We are living in the last days right now. We're not almost there. We are there. And I know that talking about the last days gets people kind of unnerved. I know talking about the last days kind of gets people all uh, just, you know, kind of messed up. I know talking about the last days, it gets kind of people depressed. Well, you must not be reading the Bible I'm reading. Because I want this church to know that before the rapture of the church, every miracle in the book of Acts is going to be duplicated in this church many times over. Well, praise the Lord. Are y'all back there in radio land? I'm going to say it again. I believe every miracle in the book of Acts is going to be duplicated in this church many, many times over. 
and I want to make it perfectly plain here today. I believe in this church tonight. There is somebody that wants to be used of God. There's somebody, and I ain't just talking about the preachers. I'm looking at saints of God that are out there tonight, and they're not just, they are not happy being a pew warmer. They've got their minds made up that I'm going to be used of God. And I'm going to tell some of y'all right now and go ahead and prophesy to you that there are people in this room right now. Your shadow's going to fall on somebody and they're going to get healed of cancer. Hello, somebody. I don't know why somebody don't believe that. That's in your Bible. And I want you to know if it happened one time, it's got the power to happen again. Somebody ought to praise God about that right there. Look at your neighbor and say, somebody's going to be used, and it's going to be me. Oh, yeah, look at him and say, somebody's going to be used of God, and it's going to be me. I'm going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. Oh, somebody praise him like you believe that right now. I believe that this church is getting ready to step into stuff that it cannot explain. Oh, yes. In fact, I want to tell you, I believe and I'm prophesying right now that this church is going to see 3,000 get the Holy Ghost in one day in this city. Did you hear what I just said? I said 3,000 in one day are going to get the Holy Ghost in this city. Oh, yes. And some of them are going to be your family members. And some of them are going to be people that the devil tried to hold. Oh, yes. And I believe God is positioning this church right now. I believe God's positioning this church right now to see 120 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in one service in this church. Did you hear what I just said? I said God is positioning this church right now. Oh, yes. Somebody shout, I believe that. I believe that. And I want you to know, but it's going to be what God's getting ready to do through this church and through this city is going to be a phenomenon. Oh, what God is doing in this church right now is a phenomenon. Oh, yes. I want some of you to hear me. I know I'm talking to people that's been in Pentecost for over 20 some odd years, some of you. But what God's getting ready to do in this church, your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard. See, I don't understand why people don't go just buck wild when I say that. Not because I said it, but because it's true. 
Oh, well, maybe I ought to get down here and help some of y'all out right now. I said, uh, what God's getting ready to do in this church, I don't care. Some of you have had the Holy Ghost for 50 years, but you ain't seen what God's getting ready to do. Oh, I'm going to tell some of you right now, an atomic bomb of faith is about to hit your house. It's about to hit your... Yeah, and I want you to know now, God's getting ready to do something that we cannot explain, that science can't explain us out of. Yes, I want this church to hear me because I'm going somewhere in the Holy Ghost now. I want this church to hear what I'm fixing to tell you. And I got away from my notes and that's dangerous. But then again, I don't have no notes. But listen to me now. I want you to know, sir, that there was a man by the name of Billy Cole. Now, some of y'all don't know Billy Cole, but he wasn't a powerful apostle of God. Uh, and I want you to know that uh, it was uh, when he was in the Philippines Brother Cole was called to the Philippines and uh, he had this village call him and when he got to uh, he, he was in this jeep and while he was in that jeep he got to this place and he was supposed to cross this little river but when he got there it had rained so much that the river had overflowed its banks and the man of God could not cross. Oh, I feel my help coming on right now. Ooh, I'm about to blow some of y'all's three amp fuse right now. I want to hear, hear me, young lady. That man got out of his Jeep and lifted his hands and said in Jesus' name. And when he did, the waters parted right in front of him and he drove over on dry land. Hello, somebody. I'm telling you that's the kind of miracles that's in this house right now. I wish somebody give God a praise about 30 seconds right now. Oh, oh yes. God is about to show himself strong. God is about to open barren wombs. God is about to open blind eyes. God. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. Sister Cole was over there in Thailand. Is this all right? I'm not boring y'all, am I? Oh, it wasn't long after that. Sister Cole was over there in Thailand and she was cleaning up some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, she reached down to pick up a stick and she didn't see the king cobra there. And the king cobra bit her on her hand. Oh, they didn't have a hospital to go to. But she took a hold of her hand and said in the name of Jesus. And I want you to know she kept on working. And there was no venom in her system. Well, what is this strange stuff going on at the anchor right now? Well, what is the strange miracles that's happening at the anchor right now? Well, what is this provision that God's moving in the anchor? 
Well, and I want you to know, we have in our apostolic DNA, we have the power of God. But it bothers me. Brother, up to grave, I got to be honest. It bothers me horribly when I come into a house of God and we start talking about the miracles of God. It bothers me horribly when we start talking about God's miracles and we sit there and we're not affected. I want you to know when you hear about the miracles of God you ought to be on your feet when you hear about the miracles of God something ought to stir you to your spirit something ought to tell you that I'm going to get the miraculous listen the power of God has been in our DNA. It's been in our DNA. It's, it's woven through the fabric of the apostolic church. Oh, yes. But I want to tell you something, my brother. Long before there was an apostolic church, God had a people that he opened up his power to. Yes, it was a people that had been in bondage for 400 years. 400 years they was in bondage. And I want you to know, young man, I want you to know something. God brought them out with a mighty hand. Brought them out. But something disturbs me. Something bothers me. Something kind of irritates me. Because the thing that bothers me is the Bible says that when they come out of Egypt, they had just crossed a Red Sea. And now they're thirsty. And now they're thinking, God opened a Red Sea, but he can't provide for my thirst. Oh, man. Yes. Well, I know I'm in the right place. I'm going to tell some of you right now, that's where some of you are. You see God doing these miracles for this church, but you don't think God will do a miracle for you. You think God will do it for somebody you think is special, but God won't do it for you. Well, praise the Lord. But I got good news for you today. The Bible says that they cried out to Moses and said, I'm thirsty. Oh, I'm thirsty. I can't, I'm about to die of thirst. And God sends the man of God over to a rock. Y'all hearing me? Sends him over to a rock and gets that rod and says, I want you to smite that rock. And the Bible says he smites that rock and water came out of that rock oh y'all ain't hearing me now I ain't talking about a flow that come out of your I'm not talking about something that came out of your water fountain just a minute ago but they did some uh, his, they did some research and they got to doing some math and they got to figuring that when Moses smote that rock water started coming out of that rock to the tune of 11 million million gallons a day. I don't think y'all hearing me right now. 
and you're sitting here thinking, God can't heal my headache. God can't pay my electric bill. I'm going to tell the anchor church right now. It's time to start to believe in God. It's time to start believing. Amen. 11 million gallons of water a day coming out of a rock. Well, praise the Lord. And this is what they said. Now, you, you can't make this up. Can't make it up. 11 million gallons of water. No Disney, no Pixar, no DreamWorks, no computer animation. Here's the clincher. And the Bible says, and that rock followed them. Did y'all get that? The rock followed them. And I don't know who it was, brother. Some idiot spoke up. Some, now please forgive me, but I, I, I can't help myself. I, some idiot speaks up and says, I don't know if God's on my side or not. What? Are you out your mind? You got 11 million gallons of water coming out of a rock and you don't know if God's for you? I know some of y'all are shaking your head, but that's the attitude some of y'all have taken. After God's worked the miracles, he's worked for you. Hello. I don't know if God's on my side or not. I mean, I know he just opened a Red Sea five miles wide. But I don't know if he's for me or not. Down manna to the tune of three feet deep every day and 26 miles long in every direction they could look. But I don't know if God's for me. And then the Bible says, the minute they questioned, are y'all still with me now? The minute they questioned if God was for them, the Bible says, then came Amalek. And God said, I'm going to have war with Amalek forever. Now, my question is, ma'am, why didn't he say that? Why didn't he say that about the Philistines? Why didn't he say that about the Hittites? Why didn't he say that about the Jebusites? Well, ma'am, it's found in the name Amalek. Because the name Amalek in Hebrew has the same numerical value as the word doubt. And God said, I'm going to have war 
with unbelief forever. Y'all ain't hear me right now. He didn't say, I'm going to have war with depression forever. He didn't say, I was going to have war with discouragement forever. But he said, I'm going to have war with unbelief forever. And I want to tell this church right now, where God's trying to take this church, we cannot afford to allow an Amalek to hang out. I will tell some of y'all something right now. Some of you are more blessed than you've ever been in your whole life. And what some of you need to do is you need to rise up and tell the spirit of unbelief, you're not going to hang out in my house another day. I'm going to tell you something. Unbelief keeps you from praising God. Unbelief keeps you from giving God the praise that he deserves. Oh, you ought to praise him with everything you have right now. Oh, yes. I'm going to tell this church, you're about ready to break into territory you've never gone into. You're about ready to carry the fruit of the land that you've never walked in. But you've got to get rid of Amalek. You've got to get rid of Amalek. Because I'm going to tell you something. God said if you don't kill Amalek, Amalek's going to follow you. If you don't kill Amalek. Why did God say I want you to kill Amalek? Because he said I watched how Amalek treated you when you were in the way. I watched how he treated you. I watched how he treated the weak ones. I watched how he treated the weak folks. How he waited until they were too weak to fight. And he came up and picked them off. Because that's what unbelief does. Oh, yeah. Unbelief. Am I preaching anybody? Am I just preaching to me? Oh, yeah, that's what unbelief does. It watches and waits. And depression says, let me work on them a minute. And despair says, let me work on them. Oh, yeah. And infirmity says, let me work on them. Until it weakens them to the place. They have no place to fight. And then unbelief shows up says I'm going to finish them off because they can't believe God oh yeah and see ladies and gentlemen where this church is right now it's in a place it's never been it's standing in territory it's never been see Israel ma'am had never known freedom. They were told when to get up. They were told when to go to bed. They were told when to eat. They were told how much to do. They had never known freedom. Never knew it. And when they got out there in the wilderness, freedom shocked them. Freedom rocked their world. Are y'all hearing me right now? Some of you are making strides in God. And it's in and it's caused some of you a little hesitation. Because we're like, oh, uh, is this really happening? Is am I going in the right direction? 
because we've never known what it was like to operate some of us in real liberty. Oh, we know how to shout a few services. But I'm talking about being loosed of stuff that's haunted us for years. I'm going to tell some of you where you are. See, when those 10, when those 10 cats, when they got to that, when they got to that promised land, ma'am, they didn't know what to do. They were shocked out of their minds because God said, I'm bringing you to a place of milk and honey. And that's what God's promised to this church. What about the stuff God's promised to this church? And it's coming to pass right before your eyes. Okay, am I? Uh, I didn't come here to bore y'all tonight, but I believe I heard from God. God sent me to this church to tell this church tonight, don't be shocked because you're walking in a place you've never been. Don't get startled to the place where you want to turn back and you want to sit still and just wait a while because I got news for this church right now. Where God's taking this church, we ain't got time to be on the wait and see list where God's taking this church we ain't got time to be debating about what God's going to do I come to tell this church under the authority of the Holy Ghost don't let a giant scare you out of your promise don't let some did you hear what I said don't let a giant scare you out of your promise a giant is not an indicator you're out of the will of God it's an indicator you're in the will of God Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. I curse every lying spirit that's been lying to some of you to try to get you to turn around and go back. I got news for you. There ain't nothing to go back to. Oh, somebody ought to praise him one more time. Oh, oh, come on, anchor. Come on, anchor. You're getting ready to put your feet down in places it's never been. You're getting ready. Yeah, yeah, you're getting ready. See, they had never operated in abundance. They were, op they were used to operating on the welfare program. Oh, yeah, they were used to operating on the rationing program. They had never operated in abundance. They didn't know what it was to have new stuff. They didn't know what it was to have new buildings and new sanctuaries. Well, I better not. They didn't know what it was to have nice vestibules like you have out there. They didn't know what it was to have a nice carport out there like y'all have. They were used to living in the dark ages. And when God tried to take them to a place to be blessed, it shocked them. It shocked them. It scared them. Because they're like, oh my Lord. They're like, surely this can't be happening. Surely this ain't real. Are you hearing me now? They got over there and they had the, they had the milk and honey and they had the fruit. And they're like, oh God, this can't be real. 
But I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, what you're seeing now is not too good to be true. What you're seeing and experiencing now, the 35 miracles we had in this service Wednesday night, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's not too good to be true. When that man got his leg healed here that the other night, that Oh, somebody better lift your hands right now and cry out in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody better praise him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to let what I'm seeing what I'm seeing as in regards to opposition keep me from keep me from walking in the promises God said I could have oh yes I'm going to tell some of you right now if you're not careful you'll let just a little opposition cause you to go back to a wilderness mentality but I come to tell the anchor church tonight that's never been the will of God for this church and it's not the will of God for you right now in fact I'm going to cast the spirit of fear out of my life and I'm going to tell the spirit of fear you're not going to rule my life you're not going to keep me inhibited you're not going to stop me from doing what God said in fact some of you right now you need deliverance from the spirit of fear you need fear to be released from you and I command you in the name of Jesus to be loosed of every fear every phobia every anxiety come on lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus come on pray in the Holy Ghost right now oh yeah Oh yeah, I'm not gonna be startled. I'm not gonna start acting out and acting crazy because I saw a couple giants. I'm not gonna, oh. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. This is a powerful apostolic church. And you cannot be shocked by strange sights. You can't. Come on, just a few more seconds. I'm just about done. You can't be shocked. You can't be shocked. Hey, you can't be shocked when God starts doing stuff that you can't explain. You can't be startled. Surely, surely this ain't God. It's coming too easy. Surely this can't be God. Everything's falling into place too easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. Because he doesn't want you to believe that God is on a mission for your life. What God's getting ready to do in some of your families, it's going to shock the daylights out of you. I'm prophesying to you right now. 
what God's getting ready to do in your families. It's going to blow the, it's going to blow the lid right off. God, this, this church has paid its dues. This church has paid the price. This church has gone through the hardship. And I said it Wednesday night, and I'll say it again. I believe with my whole heart it's time for this church to lift up its eyes and say no more mourning and no more weeping and no more crying and no more misery. I'm ready to partake of the milk and honey. I'm ready to partake of what God said I was going to have. And God has already put this this church on the map in this city. This church has made a footprint in this community. Because you have operated with excellence. But now God's going to start bringing people in here that are going to need creative miracles. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. And I'm just about done. I'll tell you what I'm talking about, brother. I was in a church not too long ago. And uh, I saw this young woman back there toward the back of the church. This was October of last year. And uh, I saw her back there. And she was back there. And please forgive me, I'm not in no way being crude or any of that. But the Bible, but, but anyway, I was in Mississippi and here she is. And I look back there. And the young woman was drooling on herself. She had lost her mind. Oh, God. And brother, up to grave, I want you to know what was sad about that was three months before that, she had walked across the stage and she had got her bachelor's in teaching. And that girl went to bed one night. And in the middle of the night, her mind snapped went from her and it was gone just like that and her doctor looked at the parents and said I hope you enjoyed all the memories that you had because those are all the memories you're going to get her mind is gone something snapped in the middle of the night and it was gone and I looked back there in October, ma'am, and she was back there, and she was drooling on herself. And, and that poor soul, she, her poor parents, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I got that kind of news, I would be going, I don't know how I'd handle it. If my little girl went to bed one night, and in the middle of the night, her mind snapped. Can you imagine the anguish they were going through? Can you imagine holding that child in your arms that just last night it was normal and now it's gone? Just a shell. Just a shell. 
And they went through October. And they went through November. And they got to December. And the church was putting on this drama about the miracle of the birth of Jesus. And they were talking about the miracle of the birth of Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you all a little something. That girl was back there. That young woman was back there at the back of that church. And I want you to know, they got to talking about the miracles of the birth of Jesus. And about the miracle of the birth of Jesus. And about that time, the pastor said, the pastor said, if anybody wants a miracle, I want you to come up here right now. Now, ma'am, you got to understand something. This chick didn't know A from Z. She didn't know heads from tails. She didn't know up from down. She didn't know the lights were on, but nobody was home. Oh, but when the man of God said, if you want a miracle, I want you to come down here right now. I don't know what happened. I can't explain it, and neither can they. But that chick got up out of that seat and come down to the front of that church and stood right in front of that pastor. I mean, with the blank look on her face. Are y'all hearing me now? Had that blank look on her face. And uh, and about that time, uh, the man of God put the youth pastor's hand on her head uh, and said, I want you to pray. And that man began to pray. And pretty soon, the young people gathered around her and started to pray. Oh, yes. And I want you to know, I don't know. I can't explain it all. But all I do know, ma'am, is about that time, tears started coming down her face. Oh, y'all hear me. And about that time, I want you to know she lifted her hands. Oh, yes, but where the devil made a mistake is he allowed her just enough sanity to say the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. And when she said the name of Jesus, instantly her mind came back to her. I don't think you're here what I'm trying to tell you. I come to tell you here tonight. I don't know what kind of situation you're in, but I come to tell you there's some strange stuff about ready to take in this church. There's some miracles that are about to occur. Oh, you better lift your hands right now and you better cry out to God. Instantly her mind came back. And I want you to know the very doctor that told them you're never going to get your mind back was standing right there when the miracle took place. I won't tell you, you wouldn't be giving that little golf clap if it was your baby. You wouldn't be doing that if it was your child. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you want walls to come down in your world, you're going to have to give a radical praise. Who needs a radical miracle in here right now? Who needs a radical breakthrough right now? Well, it's going to require radical faith, radical praise. Hey, hey, if it was your baby, you'd want somebody to believe God for you.
Oh, oh. And I want to tell you what happened. It took that city by storm. It turned that city upside down. See, I'm going to tell you all something right now, Anchor Church. This church is about one dead person being raised from this thing being packed all the way out. Okay, I'm going to say it again. We're about one dead person away being raised from the dead. Hello? I believe it. I believe it. I, I... I, I, I was, I got a friend of mine, I'm done, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep you so long. But there's some strange sights about to take place for you, ma'am. There's some strange sights that God's about ready to take you on. Ooh. There's some strange sights, my brother, that you're about ready to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some strange sights. Strange sights. You believe that? Strange sights. Strange sights. It's going to be strange to you. In fact, you're going to say, I never saw it like this. But don't ever doubt it's God. It's God. Yeah. Oh, Brother Wade, I appreciate the little pep talk. I come to tell you, I didn't come to give this church a pep talk. I came to give this church a warning right now about what's coming down the pike. There's some strange sights about to happen. Some strange miracles that we cannot explain. Oh, yes. And we're going to sit there. See, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. I ain't got no trouble believing it because I've seen it. Yeah. I had a friend of mine that was over in Arkansas. And, ma'am, I had my friend over there in Arkansas. And this woman brought her seven-year-old son up there. He was severely autistic. And, and that boy, he, he, I don't even think he really could talk. He could, couldn't put two sentences together. Medical professionals, you can't get cured of autism. It's done. It's over. You're staying that way the rest of your life. I don't know where we got off believing everything the devil's put off on us. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. But you need to stop believing every little thing that comes to you. You need to start believing God. Because God wants to arrange some strange sights for you. Yeah, listen to me. Yeah, yeah. And this little seven-year-old boy couldn't hardly put two sentences together. Yeah. And that boy got, that, that man of God got a hold of that boy. And he said, bring the boy to me. And the boy, he went to pray for that boy. And the mother, and he looked at the mother and he said, in 24 hours, 
you're going to see something happen. Well, the next day, they had to take that boy to the dentist. Whew. And she said that she couldn't go. That boy couldn't go to the dentist. She had to literally lay on top of that boy just for that boy to get a teeth cleaning. But the next day, she took that boy to his dental appointment. That little boy walked into that office, sat down in that dentist chair. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Sat down in that dentist chair. And not only that, but that boy started saying words he had never said in his life. Yeah, I don't think y'all hearing what I'm saying. Folks, we either believe our God can do anything or we don't. We either believe God can do anything or we don't. We either believe our God is almighty or we don't believe it at all. I'm not certain a God that can just heal some of your diseases. He said, I am the Lord thy God that heals all of your diseases. And if you believe that, it doesn't matter what kind of disease you have. You want to praise him with everything you have in anticipation that you're going to be healed. Come on, praise him for the miracle like you already have it. Oh, praise him for it like you already have it. Praise him for it like you already have it. Come on. I'm talking about a God that can heal autism, that can heal Asperger's, that can heal ADHD, that can heal any of that. He is a healer of all your diseases. And somebody ought to step out of your pew and you ought to praise God like you ain't got no sense right now. I said you ought to praise God like you ain't got no sense right now. Come on, we're not going to be shocked when God starts doing stuff we can't explain. We're not going to be shocked when God starts doing stuff. God, I prophesy to you, he's going to do it. He's going to do it in Crooksville. He's going to do it in Coshocton. He's going to do it in McConnellsville. He's going to do it in Gloucester. He's going to do it. Your community is about to be shaken to its core. Autism's got to turn loose. ADHD's got to turn loose. Mentally handicapped has got to turn loose. Oh, somebody praise him in his house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brother Wade, my doctor said there ain't no cure for that. But you didn't come to Jesus, did you? Because I got a word. Well, your doctor said it can't be done. I got a doctor. His name is Jesus. And he will heal all your diseases. 
Go ahead, praise him. He'll heal your back right now. Go ahead, praise him. He'll heal your neuropathy right now. Go ahead, praise him. Right now, right now. Oh. No, God can't do that. Oh, yes, he is. Not only can he, he is going to. Not only can he, he's going to. And I'm not going to be shocked when he does it. Yeah. Come on down here, my brother. Bring your wife with you. We're going to speak the word of faith now. Oh, yeah. I was at a church. I hope y'all don't mind. But we're going to have the Holy Ghost that's going to operate in here tonight. Listen to me. I was at a service in a church some time ago. And I was preaching. And had nothing to do with me. But I, I walked down into the, amongst the people. And... I walked up, there was a must, there was probably four or five hundred, six hundred people there. And when I walked down there, I walked up to four random couples. I didn't know them, never met them. And I didn't know it, but three of the four couples had been told, you'll never have children. You'll never have children. That's what they said. You'll never have children. And they had either had, and, and some of the couples had either had miscarriages or they could not have children at all. And God led me to all four of them. Whew. And I, the Lord used me to minister to them concerning God allowing them to give birth to children. Three of those four couples, God opened up their womb. I was there last year. I was there last year, my brother. And three of those couples had babies in their arms. No, I don't think you're hearing me now. I want us to lift our hands right now, everybody in the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands right now by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus. I command right now a miracle to come into this home now. I command a miracle to come into this home right now in the name of Jesus that nobody but Jesus Christ took at the glory. I command now. I command now. I command now. In the name of Jesus, be open. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. If I needed a miracle, I'd lift my hands right now. I'd lift my hands right now. 
Lift your hands and your head to the Lord right now. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I command you now, receive ye your healing right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to be whole of every sickness and disease in this house in the name of Jesus. I bind every infirmity and I loose the miracle power of God. Now lift up your voice and begin to praise the Lord. The pain is leaving. The pain is going to go right now. Don't be shocked when it happens. Don't be shocked when it happens. Don't be startled when it happens. God's trying to prepare this church right now. He's trying to prepare the anchor for strange, strange, unexplainable, undeniable miracles. Mmm unexplained abundance, unexplained breakthroughs. People saying stuff like, I don't understand. I can't explain it. I went to bed and the situation was hopeless, but God released his angels on it. And I woke up in the morning and it was done. <clears throat> yeah, unexplainable, unexplainable, can't get my calculator out and figure it out, don't know how it happened, can't explain it, sir, don't know how, don't know how, I can't explain, I can't explain how my wife's water broke three times. I can't explain how the first time it was at 18 weeks. I, I, I don't think you're hearing me now. I, maybe you're hearing me. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. The first time it broke was at 18 weeks. And I walked over to that bed and I said, Jody, we're not going home with a dead child today. They took their little ultrasound and they said, your baby is in the birth canal and all we can see is the head. Don't sneeze. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. I shut the door and I got before God and I said, you told me this was it. And I'm not taking another answer. At 7 o'clock in the morning, when the doctor came in to examine my wife, and he put that little ultrasound machine 
on my wife's stomach. The man nearly passed out. He turned that screen and he screamed, oh my God. And his face went about as white as my shirt. I said, what do you mean? And he turned that screen, my brother. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, the hand of God reached in my wife's womb, pulled my little girl out of the birth canal, sealed the amniotic sac up, and filled it back up with fluid. I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. Come on, Anchor Church. Just because the water has broken don't mean you're going to have a miscarriage. Just because you had some setbacks doesn't mean God's not going to perform the miracle. Ain't nobody can survive that. Then my wife's water breaks again at 20 weeks. And God seals the amniotic sac up again and fills back up with fluid. You know, it doesn't matter what who believes me. I kissed the face of a 14-year-old miracle. I'm going to go home and I'm going to kiss the face of a 14-year-old miracle. You know what you got to do? You got to get to the place where you tell those 10 idiots, I don't care what you say. I heard from God and God said. Hello, somebody. If you embrace what I'm saying, you will kiss the face of a miracle. I kissed the face of a miracle. I'm going home to a 14-year-old miracle. About to be 15 years old. I can't believe it. But I'm getting ready. To, I'm going to go home tomorrow. And I'm going to kiss a fa the face of a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old miracle. Yeah. Yeah. I can't explain it. But I'm not going to try. you'll wear yourself out trying to qualify everything God does yeah then the water breaks again at 22 weeks and my wife lays in that bed for 34 days and hemorrhages blood oh yeah yeah and my wife gives birth to I mean, a baby that's 14 weeks early. Well, hallelujah. 14 weeks early, they said she'd have bleeding on the brain. She'd be mentally handicapped. Wouldn't be able to see good, etc., etc., etc. And they said she'd be on the respirator. Am I boring, y'all? I hope not. Huh? And uh, said she'd be on a respirator. Said she'd be on a respirator till the time she came home. And then about an hour later, I got a knock on the door. And the doctor said, uh, I'm going to ask you a little question here. 
This is a simple question. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure that your baby wasn't far along, further along than what you said? You know, I almost had a moment of sarcasm. I, I, I almost said, well, y'all are the experts. I said, well, I don't know. Y'all did the math. What's going on? They said, we had to take your baby off the respirator. I said, I said, why? Why? They said, why? I said, why? They said, because we can't explain it. But your daughter's lungs are outworking our machines. Oh, I don't, I don't I'm going to tell you something, Anchor Church. God's about ready to do something in this church. Man's not going to get the credit for. I wish I could get somebody to believe that. God's getting ready to do something for some of you that man's not going to get the glory out of. Oh, if you believe that, give God a crazy praise in this house. I, I'm about to get out of here. Oh, somebody say it out of your mouth. I'm about to get one of those kind of miracles. Somebody say it out of your mouth. I'm about to get one of those kind of miracles. I'm about to get one of those kind of miracles. No, say it again. Say it out of your mouth. And say, I'm about to get one of those kind of miracles. I'm about to get one of those unexplainable miracles.